and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Liam, and this is our week six preview. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, how are you feeling today after a tough, tough Eagles loss last night? Yeah, good. There were some positives, some not so positive. A lot of absolute rubbish I've seen online from some Eagles fans. There's a particular podcast that I always listen to, Eagles one in the US, and they actually just tweeted out about two minutes before we've just come on about maybe it's time for Minshew over Jalen Hurts. So I just need to just unfollow that account now, I think. <laughs> Minshew Mania is coming yeah. to Philadelphia. Please, no. Yeah, I don't think Hurts was very good last night. His uh, fantasy line is pretty good. Every week he seems to have a good fantasy line. But uh, yeah, the Bucks is a, a tough opponent. I was quite surprised. We... Uh, we did pick both of us on Twitter last night because we didn't record till today. We both picked Bucks minus six and a half and the Bucks won by six. <laughs> so that's almost more annoying as well. If, you'd, if they're going to win by six, you want them just to win by seven so we can both get a, uh, a green win there. But unfortunately, unfortunately not. No, it was uh, that the two-point conversion to Hertz uh, did it, didn't it? But I actually thought with five and a half minutes left that the Eagles, because they kind of was getting a couple of stops on defence, but... That was just just veteran football, just to kill five and a half minutes at the end of the game. The stupid penalty was tacked on in there for taunting, but apart from that, they just ground it out for five and a half minutes. You can't really argue with that because the Eagles couldn't stop it. I was hoping that last down would be a failure and the Bucks would have to kick a field goal, and I was thinking, come on. Let's get a field goal. Let's win the minus six and a half. Because I actually bet minus six and a half as well in real life. So I was like, come on, let's do this. But unfortunately, <laughs> Brady stitches me up again. Uh, but this time from a gambling point of view. So very unfortunate. But uh, that leaves us with a few less games to talk about today. Because we have the buys for a couple of teams. And we also obviously have Thursday Night Football. So let's go straight into Sunday's action then. We have got another early game, another London game. We've got Dolphins at Jags. Dolphins are favoured by three points. Which I think is probably about right, to be honest. I think. Both teams are pretty bad um, this season. Tua is supposed to play, which is good news if you're a Dolphins fan. I'd hate if people had bought loads of tickets to see Tua and then you're going to have to watch Brissett again. But uh, looks like Tua versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. At least that's something fun, mate, for uh, London fans to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, when you uh, say it like that, that for me, that's like a college football fan's dream for the last couple of years. But then when you when you drag it back to reality, it's not quite as uh, sexy as that, is it? The <laughs> Dolphins, one win between them. Yeah. Did they and play in the, college national championship? Or was that? Or did they not play each other? No, no, no. They will have done. Yeah, they will have done. Probably not the full game because it was. It could have been the one where a Tua came in for Jalen Hurts and then vice uh, versa yeah. as well. So, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, uh, I did see a Jags UK fan uh, get up at 2am today to go all the way to the airport to see the Jags arrive uh, just so he could meet uh, Trevor Lawrence, which I thought was incredible. But it did make me think, why are they only flying over today? But separately. That's absolutely mental. Normally, back in the day, it was like they was here all week, weren't they? Yeah, I know. I think they got in at like 6am or something. Uh, I think it was today. Yeah, he might have put the photo. Yeah, he might have put the photo up yesterday, today, but maybe it was yesterday. But yeah, either or, they're only here a couple of days early. With I think the Dolphins been here for four days, so interesting prep there. Urban Meyer maybe not allowed to spend as much time in the bars in London, which I think is probably uh, uh, a fair thing. But uh, two has been out for a while. Uh, obviously, we don't know how the injury is going to hold up. 
In terms of the offense for the Dolphins, do you think it definitely will be better with two about there? Or is there still a chance with that injury? We've seen him come back slowly before, haven't we? Do you think there's a chance that it could kind of be the same old Dolphins we've seen this season? Yeah, it could be, to be fair, couldn't it? Because, like I said, when he has come back from injuries before, he hasn't always come out firing, has he? No. But I, I heard something on uh, the Athletic podcast the other day that I just couldn't believe that Jalen Waddle is like the third lowest in the whole league for air yards per target. <laughs> That's Jacoby Brissetti, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just like that is the opposite of his game as well. It's like he is a like a burner. He can get you up the field. It's not... Not everything needs to be kind of behind the line of scrimmage and then hope he can just get some yards after. So it's, yeah, the old plan for me on offence is not looking... I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. No, no it's one of the... I think if I worked out right on the West Coast, it's about 6am the start. So if I was an American person, I'd set my fantasy line-up Saturday night go to bed and not bother getting up 6am. But us as Brits, I'm sure we're all going to be watching it. In terms of the game... Uh, we've spoke about Tour a little bit, but Jags-wise, I think I prefer the Jags' offence. Uh, I think their play calling is still pretty bad, but I think their offence is better than the Dolphins, uh, with Trevor Lawrence playing probably better than two has played. I know he wasn't very good last week, but the two weeks prior to that, he, he looked a little bit more like the Trevor Lawrence we all know from, from Clemson. Uh, the weapon's pretty good. Both defences on paper, obviously Dolphins stronger, but the Jags haven't done too bad. The Dolphins' corners have really got exposed this year when they shouldn't because they're really good. I just think that's the, the downside of having a quarterback that keeps turning the ball over is uh, you're just going to struggle, aren't you, to keep up on defence. But Jags' defence is a lot worse on paper, but I think the offence is better. In terms of pick, I'm going to go Jags plus three. I'm just going to take the plus points, I think. Jags are the home team. There's a lot of Jags fans in London and there's a lot of Dolphins fans in the UK, but I do wonder how noisy the stadium will be. And I'm just going to say that Trevor Lawrence just wins the game for his team, even if it's a field goal. So I've got Jags plus three. Yeah, I'm actually going with you. And I think that if they can put up the same level as when they played Thursday night the other week against the Bengals, they should win this game. Yeah. I think that was the... Lawrence played well, made a couple of good throws. They made a couple of bad decisions down near the goal line couple of bad play calls, but I think they could have had that game. And, yeah, I'm going to... I'll take the Jags and the points. It's going to be an incredibly close game. Yeah. Yeah, I think minus three scares me for the Dolphins. I think even if the Dolphins win by a field goal, we get, we have plus three, so we don't lose our bet. So I just think that it's a clever one to do. I hope it's a better game than the first game in London. Uh, I know the end score looks quite good when you see the two teams pre-game, but if you watch that game, the first three quarters were not great football. So I, I, I'm hoping for that uh, this game can be a bit more entertaining, but we'll uh, we'll see. That leads us on then to our Sky Sports game. We've got Chargers at the Ravens. Ravens are favoured by two and a half points. Uh, Lamar Jackson coming off his best passing game as a Raven. Justin Herbert coming off a big win, obviously against another uh, AFC North team, actually, in the Browns. What were your kind of first reactions when you saw the line? Do you think this is about right? Or do you think maybe the Ravens should be favoured by a little bit more at home? Uh, no, to me, this is a, just about right, I think. Um, oh, I've just seen, I've just got a notification on my phone, breaking news that Zach Ertz has been traded to the Cardinals. What? Oh, yeah. Yep, Cardinals for uh, a cornerback and a 2022 fifth round pick. So there we go. What do you think as a an, uh, an Eagles fan? Well, uh, he was he was saying his goodbyes in the like in the tunnel last night, so it's kind of expected. So it's not a lot back. 
the cornerback is Tay Gowan. I actually don't know who that is, I'll be honest with you. So He's pretty long. He came from UCF. He's a long, tall sort of press corner. Uh, the Chiefs quite liked him in the draft, so I know about him through that. And Jordan, who's come on this podcast, quite liked him as well in the draft process. But he is definitely like a press man. I don't know. How, I don't know speed wise if he'll be very good, but uh, yeah, he's like a press man sort of corner. But yeah, Zach Ertz goes out touchdown, doesn't he? Then yeah, it goes out with his little two point conversion, and yeah, great Eagles career. So well, that was a nice bit of breaking news for us there. <laughs> Super Bowl champion. There we go. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit more with the. Well, maybe not actually, because he's not going to play. He's not going to play Sunday after playing <laughs> Thursday, but uh, for the Cardinals. But let's go back to the Chargers Ravens then. Uh, Lamar Jackson throwing the ball better. Those weapons are making a difference. Uh, o line actually looks really good against the Colts, which I thought was surprising because the O line's been a bit hit and miss this season. Defense not as good as it has been in previous years, to be honest, for the Ravens. But when the offense plays well. Uh, then, then they kind of don't need as much dominance in, in defence. So what are your thoughts on this? I know you love Lamar Jackson, but you've been pretty uh, big fan of the Chargers so far this season. Yeah, I mean, what a game this is. I mean, I feel lucky that we've got it at the 6pm slate because, I mean, Seahawks and Steelers is Sunday night football in America. It's like this could easily flip, flip round, couldn't it? So I feel lucky that we get to watch this game. For me, this is a complete toss-up. It just feels like... Is this the two, I, I mean, you might not agree about Lamar Jackson, but I've seen a lot of it online that people are now touting Lamar so far as the MVP because he's quietly been actually yeah, much, seen better than, much better than anticipated, probably thrown from the pocket. So I think this game is going to be, I mean, the Chargers, they seem like they're in a shootout every week and they've been winning these shootouts. So I don't know how long it can keep going, but how good, by the way, as... Sean Slater been for the Chargers. Been very, very good, especially with that right tackle situation. They've been playing this is a guy called Storm North, Storm Norton or something. He plays right yeah, tackle. Yeah. He's been so bad that um, Slater's basically had to hold up one on one the other end the whole time because they've been kind of stunting to the other side to try and rush Herbert. And Slater's, I think he's played like I know he played Garrett, but I can't remember. He played another. Obviously, he played Chris Jones uh, and someone else as well. And I was just thinking, God, the lineup he's faced is pretty good and he's hardly given up a pressure. I think he's probably, he's arguably, I, I know quarterbacks are more important, but he's arguably been the best first round pick, in my opinion. Oh, I, I don't think there's uh, any, I don't think there's any competition for him. I know how important the QBs are and they've not, it's been a real mixed bag, hasn't it? Yeah. But I can't think of anyone that has. He's certainly been better than Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, definitely. <laughs> And I think uh, on that, I don't think that the Ravens' rush no, is as good great. maybe to get over the right tackle. So, yeah, it's a real close game, this. this is There's going to be, if if you're not a Chargers or Ravens fan, I think there's going to be some nauseating commentary about uh, Lamar and Justin Herbert. <laughs> I think that's going to be... Is that aimed at me there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be, couldn't it? But, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to take the Ravens at home. I think it's going to be an incredibly close game. If this was in LA, I think I'd take the Chargers, but I'm just going to go Ravens. I think this is just a toss-up at the moment. Yeah, I've run the same down as well. Uh, I like the Ravens here. I'm, strangely enough, I've got to say this on the podcast with a, uh, a Lamar fan, I'm going to go with the quarterback who's actually playing the best, and that is Lamar Jackson. Herbert's been good, but first down there... 
percentage of converted first downs is like third worse in the NFL. They 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 get to third down non-stop, whereas Lamar Jackson the last three weeks, uh, he's been very, very good. So I'm going to go with the, the Ravens minus two and a half as well. And it wouldn't shock me if we had a uh, a field goal from the best kicker of all time to try and win this and also win our bet. That, that wouldn't surprise me, I don't think, especially in Baltimore as well. Yeah, for sure. I believe Bateman is active for this game as well. Yeah, they're going to have Bateman, Andrews, Hollywood, uh, Brown, and um, Watkins for the first time all season. Is if if they stay as healthy as they are currently, so that should be exciting if you're a Ravens fan. Uh, let's move on then to a NFC matchup. We've got Vikings at Panthers. Vikings two and a half point favourites on the road, which some people will be surprised at. But uh, the Vikings are always quite a heavily bet team in Vegas. Uh, the guys from the PFF forecast always talk about it. I don't know if they're like a sneaky huge team in terms of maybe people that have moved from Minnesota that moved to Vegas over the years. But the amount of times they're favourites on the road for a team that haven't really <laughs> have only won one playoff game in like six, seven years, uh, I think it's quite impressive. So minus two and a half, I think they clearly win the quarterback battle here. I think they probably win the weapons battle as well. Would you think that's fair? Yeah, I would just about agree with that. Yeah. Especially if CMC is not... Uh... Not fully healthy, I know. He yeah, I mean, that swings it. the balance massively, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like he's going to be healthy fully for a while again, judging just by the injury reports, so, which is a shame for him after last season, isn't it? It's, all, yeah. uh, it's like, you feel like, have we seen the last of that? Because he was kind yeah, of I a man for a little bit, wasn't he? But not anymore. Yeah, I think he could play, but... I don't know if he'll be. He's not going to play and be fully healthy, which I think is a uh, is a bit of a factor. The Panthers, Gilmore won't be able to play in this game, but the secondary is still a bit weak because of the trade. Obviously, CJ Henderson's hardly acclimatised yet. JC Horn, I think, is still supposed to be out, and Gilmore obviously hasn't actually got involved with the team yet. So, I think uh, Thielen and Jefferson, who were really good last week as well, I think they're going to be able to eat against the uh, the Panthers' defence. In terms of my pick. I've put down the Vikings minus two and a half. I think Vikings are my NFC team, so I seem to always pick them like you do with, <laughs> with, with the Raiders. I think I'm Kirk Cousins, weirdly enough, in his anti-vax status. He's still my guy. So I think I'm going to go Vikings minus two and a half and Jefferson, Thielen and Cook going to be too much. Yeah, Alexander Mattison as well has been uh, excellent in in place of Cook. So I'm joining you on the Vikings there. I think this is a huge game for Carolina actually need this game. Lost two after starting three and they lost two in a row now to an NFC East team. I think they, they they need to have this game. Once you get to like five hundred, then you're real in the in the crapshoot, aren't you? Because there is going to be one slot available, I think, in the NFC wild card for a team with not a great res- uh, not a great record like the Bears last season. So yeah. They need this one really, but I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, what do you think about the um, the points total in this game? I know the Panthers didn't look as good good last week, but uh, the points total for this one was 40, I think it's 46 and a half. Oh, no, wow. 48, 48 and a half, sorry, 48 and a half. Yeah, I'd probably go the over on that. Yeah, I think I probably would too. I'm expecting a little bit of a shootout. Vikings defence has been all right and Panthers have been pretty good, but I think the offences can, uh, can do some damage. Uh, let's move on then to the next game then. Uh, we've got a NFC North rivalry here. We've got Packers at the Bears. Justin Fields going to play again. First game for him against Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are favoured on the road by six points. So not quite the touchdown, but still quite a few points on the road after they struggled to... Uh, to well, they didn't even cover... Well, I think it's three and a half, wasn't it? It started yeah. off last week against the Bengals. They didn't even cover that. So uh, arguably 
are the Bears better than the Bengals? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they are, but uh, Packers minus six. What are your thoughts on this line? Yeah, I think they've been a point, maybe a point extra. I'd have been thinking about the Bears, but I, I like the Packers on offense at the moment. Devontae Adams just absolutely unbelievable. They had 206 yards last week. Everything else is kind of just a, a compliment, isn't it, to including Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones went over 100 yards last week, but everything else on offense feels like a compliment to Rodgers and Adams. Like, if you can get maybe five for 50 from someone else and then everyone else chips in with a couple, and Adams just, if he just does what he normally does, it's hard to stop the Packers. I don't see the Bears... This For the Bears to cover in this game, I think it needs to be a real low-scoring game because I just don't know whether the fields at the moment can kind of lead the Bears. So the passing, it's not been great, has it? So I'm going to go the Packers in this one, uh, minus six. I just I just don't feel confident that with like... I mean, Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams last week were, were pretty good against the Raiders, but I just don't see the total of that. The passing game is not good at all. So I'm just going to take the Packers. Yeah, uh, I think the Packers, well, Rodgers historically kills the Bears, doesn't he? Uh, normally at home, I know, but he, he does have a very good record against Chicago, even with the good defence. So, yeah, I've gone Packers minus six as well. Uh, I just think they're going to win by around the touchdown. I'd love to see Fields come out and play well, rush the ball quite hard to start the game and, and see if they can get a lead. And then in live betting then with, with, with the Bears ahead and Fields starting to use the ground a bit more, that could be interesting. But I think before kickoff, Packers minus six is a pretty safe bet. So that means we're uh, no differences between us yet, which I, uh, and we're taking a lot of uh, underdogs as well. Uh, sorry, a lot of favourites at the moment, which... Uh, yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah, when I did this whole list, I looked down and I was like, oh, I had to change two because I had a lot of favourites. Uh, and favourites don't win every game, obviously, so... Uh, let's move to the next game then. This involves another NFC North team. We've got the Bengals at the Lions. The Bengals on the road, favoured by three and a half points. I think last week's line against the Packers was a bit surprising to us, for sure. Uh, and I think they put up such a good performance that uh, the betting community is still going with them, being favoured on the road for the first time probably in a long time. So what are your thoughts on this one? I'd love to have seen it be a touchdown. I'd be more confident of that, I think. Uh, not a touchdown, sorry, uh, three points. Yeah, same. I feel like the Lions are in these close games every week that they're going to actually get one because I mean they've not lost by uh, just having a quick look at the margin of loss now they've lost by two points twice to what we'd say substantially better teams in the Ravens and the Vikings so they know they can keep the games close so yeah that's put me off betting the Bengals I actually quite like the way that the Lions have played I think Jared Goff's been okay so far I mean when you come Kind of like, I don't know how much people are kind of watching the Lions if you're not a Lions fan, but I, I do see a lot on Lions saying how horrible Goff's been playing, but I actually don't agree with that at all. He wasn't brilliant last week at all. He was 21, 35, 200 yards and an interception, but overall, I think he's been pretty decent acquisition for the Lions. I don't think he's had a lot to throw to. I mean, I think Hawkinson obviously is a great tight end, but apart from that, really, Amonra St. Brown has been his go-to guy, and I mean, he's a rookie, so I, I like Goff. I'm going to go the Lions to cover this game. I think he's like a third or fourth round rookie as well, so it's not, yeah, you're right, it's not a lot of throw to. I'm with you, actually, I think 
Uh, Goff's been better than people think. I know he's not the best quarterback, obviously, in the uh, in the NFL, but I think he's he's done quite well. He, he's done well from behind. He hasn't just let games get out of hand and them lose by 30 points to, to low morale. He's, he's kept spirits up quite well by keeping them in games. Uh, he's quite good with the first 15 plays, the whole scripted play that they start the game with. They always t- tend to start quite well on offense. They don't necessarily score touchdowns, but they do gain good yardage. So I think they've been better. But I've still gone, uh, this is what I meant, I'm a bit favourite heavy here. So I've gone Bengals minus three and a half. And I've just got an annoying feeling they're going to win by three on the road and uh, win you the bet. But we'll see. Yeah, would you go Would you go Chase, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year so far? Because I just don't think that Slater's going to get the, with the, <laughs> just the position. He's just not going to no. win the award, is he? So if you take Slater away, because that's who we choose, would you go Jamar Chase? Um, that's tough. I'm not sure. If I was going like who's who I actually think, then yeah, it'd probably be Slater one, Chase two. But if I go who's going to win the award, probably Mac Jones still, I would imagine, just because it always goes to a quarterback. But I think Justin Fields has got a chance now he's starting to, to win the award for now. But in terms of taking the award out, in my, my opinion, I'd say yeah, Slater one, Chase two, probably Mac Jones three sort of area is what I'd think it would be. Yeah, just having a look at the breakdown of the odds now. Some absolutely crazy. Uh, Najee Harris, he's been quite quiet, hasn't he? But he was better last week. But. Yeah, Rondell Moore's crept up the odds as well. But you have to, if you win it as a wide receiver, you have to break records. Justin Jefferson didn't win it and he broke all the records. Someone needs to beat his record and there's an extra game to do it. Uh, Rondell Moore's not going to beat those records because he doesn't get the targets. But Chase has got a chance to beat the record and then maybe if all the quarterbacks are average, he could then win it. But, but we'll see. I think Herbert only won what seven games, and he won the award. Yeah, uh, I think there's a chance. There's a chance that Fields could, even though he hasn't played in all the games, he could have seven wins on his record and and do well enough to win it. And I think Matt Jones could probably have six, maybe wins, and, and do the same. But yeah, Chase has been been very good. Uh, Joe Burrow's looked quite good, hasn't he? Coming off injury, which is nice. Yeah, he has. We're happy. We was worried about that, weren't we, in the summer and. First couple of weeks, he kind of looked shaky on the knee, but now, yeah, he's settling in now. It was it was really good against the Jags on the Thursday night game, and I was pleased with how he played last week. He threw a clunker of an interception when he didn't need to. I think he was trying to force it down the field, but yeah, apart from that, he's been good, which is pleasing to see. You need these kind of second years QBs. You need them to become stars just to supplement the the old kind of regime that's moving out of the NFL. So it's nice to make some more stars. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next game then, this is uh, the only spread that we spoke about before the game, before the podcast, sorry, because you were completely shocked by it. So we've got Texans at the Colts. Colts are favoured by 10 points at home. Why did it shock you? What what made you think this was uh, a strange line? Uh, not so, I know I know the Texans like are bad, but I mean the Colts, the one-one game, <laughs> yeah, they were better against the Ravens, weren't they? They they were good. I mean, I mean Carson Wentz was twenty five or thirty five for four hundred yards. Do you know what I mean? It was that was his best game as a as a Colt. And if they get that again, I'm sure that they will not only win the game but have a great chance to cover. But that's not been there all season, has it? Let's be fair. So yeah, I think he's been better than Jane Hurts, unfortunately for you. Any thoughts on that? Um, I'll. Just take the picks that we're going to get from. Them. <laughs> Hopefully, that becomes another first round pick. I would rather have 
Hertz and the picks because I don't think Hertz is going to be the guy long term. And Wentz was he was done in Philly. So yeah, can I interest you in the fifteenth pick being Mr. Spencer Rattler? Uh, not not for fifteen. <laughs> Maybe the fifteenth of the fifteenth pick in the second round. It's going to creep back into the first, but there's not a lot in the draft this year, so. No, not unless you get the first pick overall, I don't think, because that's where I think. Uh, is it what's his name? Matt, uh, I forgot his name now. Liberty quarterback. Uh, Malik Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. Yeah, he's going to go one, two, or three, isn't he? For sure, depending on who gets the pick. So, yeah, Eagles will be hoping they get there. But um, back to this game. Davis Mills played pretty well, didn't he, against the Patriots? It's actually the best rookie quarterback performance ever against Bill Belichick. Uh, week before, he was terrible. So that doesn't fill me with great confidence. So I, I'd love to look at last week and say he's going to play that level again. But the week before shows you that he's going to be very, very Colts, up and down. And the Colts have been shocking though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's not been great. They've rushed the passer okay compared to most of the league. But their coverage unit, which is the area we actually were worried about in the summer, was their corners. They have not covered very well. And you can see that against the Ravens, I think, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, for sure. It was They really struggled in quite a lot of departments. Especially as the game went on, it felt like it was, even though they were still winning, that the game was slipping away. So I'm ready to go. I'm going to get back on the wagon because like, you remember when I went Texans minus, I think it was 16, and then they got beat like 43-0 to the Bills. Well, I'm back on the Texans. Yeah. The Texans back book. on the Texans bandwagon. Yep. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to stick with my pick of the Colts, minus 10. Just some favourite back in massively this week. Uh, Davis Mills might prove me wrong, but we shall see. We shall see. I think that would be an all right game because uh, they play each other a lot of times, haven't they? So I still think there would be a bit of bad blood in that game. It might be a relatively back-and-forth game, potentially. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, Carson Wentz finishes the whole game just to keep getting you your, your first-round picks. I think the Eagles have got... Three of the top ten at the moment, if you look at the projections, which is pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. I had a look, actually, last night on the Tankathon. We've got three of the top eight picks. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah true. When oh, it comes to draft time, if this if this holds up, you're going to be a disaster on our draft shows, talking about all these Eagles picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move to the next game, then. We have the Rams going to New York to play the Giants. Um, I haven't done enough research on the quarterback position. Uh, I know that he had a concussion, but I think, is it Mike Glennon that's due to start this week again? Oh, it looks like it. Yeah, so that's probably why the Rams are favoured by eight and a half on the road in New York. Before the season, this was six points. Uh, the preseason local headline, so they've moved it to eight and a half. Quite a lot of points on the road, but the Rams' offence are relatively good. I think they'll be better than they were against, uh, better than they were against uh, Seattle, but Giants defense has played relatively okay. They got a lot of injuries. The Giants they're going to be missing probably Golladay, probably Jones, probably Sterling Shepard, maybe Kadarius Tony as well. So their receiver room has taken a massive hit. Saquon Barkley is going to be out for this game as well. So it's not looking great. I don't think if you're a Giants fan for this week. So basically, you've got Mike Glennon versus the world, haven't you? <laughs> he played quite That's... well. Came in last week. Yeah, he did. But that saying is a. Uh... Not saying that I want to be here in the Giants fan. It's Mike <laughs> Glennon versus the world. <laughs> no, I'm for, yeah, he's, he's quite a big line, this. But if all those players don't play, yeah, I'm going to have to take, I'll take the Rams. I'll take the Rams on the points. There's a chance this could be a massive win. 
like 20, 30 points, or you still think the Giants? No, no, I don't, no, I don't actually. No, uh, um, I'm, I'm still not fully on the Rams bandwagon after the sh- couple of shaky offensive performances. I think the Giants are going to hang around in this game. Yeah, I think if they don't start very fast, I think you know there's a chance that could happen because McVeigh does get quite tentative against these teams they should beat because he knows that eventually they'll probably do enough to win the game. Uh, but if you're backing them minus eight and a half, you need them to uh, to kill the game. But yeah, I'm going to go Rams minus eight and a half. I'm not going to back on uh, Mike Lennon, even with plus eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, if he had all of his weapons, because Canarius Tony all of a sudden looks a, a player, doesn't he? He played pretty well against the Cowboys last week. Sure. Uh, cool, let's move on to the last game then. Chiefs at Washington football team. This is the game that I should have been there for, but unfortunately we're about, what is it, three weeks behind the US new mandate of allowing people to go yeah. if they're double vax. so I obviously shall not be there. Unless I randomly escape through Turkey and arrive at uh, <laughs> Fed... Well, I can't remember what the stadium's called. Is it FedEx? No, yeah, FedEx. FedEx Field, yeah. Oh, yeah, FedEx Field, yeah. Unless I randomly pop up after going through Turkey, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a live podcast from Washington football underneath the stadium hiding out from the authorities. We'll see. Uh, minus seven, the Chiefs are on the road. Very, very similar game, I think, to the Eagles when the Chiefs played the Eagles on the road a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Washington football team's defence has really let us down. I think we both, we said they might regress a little bit, but we both had them in our top four defences or top five when we did that top five list for the season. Uh, but they have not played very well. Chase Young's still been relatively good, but uh, I think Montez Sweat, not as good. And then the secondary and the linebackers have been pretty poor. Uh, Jameen Davis has not really played up to his draft standards as of yet. Chiefs coming off another another tough loss. Uh, Josh Gordon set to play more snaps. Andy Reid confirmed yesterday. Uh, CH is out, but it looks like Tyreek Hill will play. Uh, and then we'll find out on Sunday, basically, if Chris Jones is going to play for the Chiefs, which I think is probably uh, an important injury. What are your views on Chiefs minus seven on the road to Washington against the, the famous I, I, Taylor Heineke? It is. Do you know what? I actually really like this game because obviously the Chiefs, just with the Chiefs record and just the way that kind of Washington do move the ball quite a bit, don't they? He had a bad week last week, Heineke, against the Saints. I went back and watched that during the week and I was like, oof. It was a little bit brutal. He was below 50% completion rate as well, alongside his two interceptions. But, yeah, with well, the Chiefs secondary, I expect him to move the ball quite a lot. I think Terry McLaurin and Ricky Seals-Jones probably have a pretty big games between them. I like McKissick as well. They need to get him more involved. He was barely, barely touched the ball last week against the Saints. I really like this game, you know. You know yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, it is. This is going to be a good, high-scoring game. I wouldn't have had any arguments if this was on Sky if the Chargers and Ravens didn't exist. Yeah, Do you know true. what I mean? So it's, you know, I like yeah. this game, and I'm going to go... All right, I'm, I've just bottled it. I'm going to go Chiefs <laughs> minus seven. Uh, oh, I, think I thought you were going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout this game, but I just don't know whether Washington can stay the course through four quarters, kind of like the Eagles, do you know what I mean? Could be a score like that. It was about 42-30, the Eagles game, wasn't it? So I expect something like that, where Washington are in the game all the way, but perhaps just not got the legs. I think Terry McLaurin's going to have a big stat line, though. Good one for fantasy football, I think. I know most people, if if you've got him, you're going to start him anyway, aren't you? But I think you'll feel quite comfortable if you've got him this week. Uh, I'm going to go the same. I've got down Chiefs minus seven. Uh, I think similar, well, 
I mean, you said about the Eagles game's fair, where uh, just if there's one turnover by Washington or one, two field goals instead of touchdowns, that's when the Chiefs will then go back at the other end and go touchdown for touchdown. And uh, that's how they did against the Eagles, wasn't it? I think it was kind of touchdown for touchdown at one point, and then it turned into two field goals for the Eagles, followed by a touchdown for the Chiefs, and then the lead gets a little bit bigger. So I think that's something like that could happen. Uh, I'm going to put a bit more faith in it, though. I think it's going to be a bit of a blowout. I think they'll still score 20 points, but I think the Chiefs might drop 40 and try and have a dominant win. I think Patrick Mahomes, is uh, he's played very well all season and had his worst game against the Bills. Probably his worst game ever, actually, for the Chiefs uh, last week against the Bills. I think he'd probably admit that as well. So I'm, I'm thinking of a bounce-back win for him. And I'd like to see Josh Gordon get a touchdown. That'd be a nice story uh, after, what has it been, 600 days since his last touchdown, I think, in the NFL, I read. Um so that'd be quite cool. But yeah, uh, I'd be quite annoyed if the Chiefs win like 50 to 10 and I'm not there after having tickets two months ago. <laughs> that'd be very annoying. So if the Chiefs lose, at least I can say, ah, it doesn't matter. Uh, if I was there, I'd be really annoyed now. So maybe that's going to be my only uh, saving grace. We'll see. Uh, let's move over then to the 9pm slot because the, uh, the 6pm slot's a little bit less this week. We've got Cardinals at Browns, which I think, yeah, that's also the Sky game, isn't it? Uh, Browns are favoured by three points at home, which I think is probably the perfect line, to be honest. I just think as the home team, uh, that makes a bit of sense because Browns were very, very well favoured, weren't they, before the season started. Cardinals, the only uh, unbeaten team left in the uh, in the NFL. Obviously, they've just traded for Zach Ertz, but he's not going to be able to play. Uh, their current tight end, Max Williams, is also out injured this week. So they're going to be uh, very many four wide receiver sets, I think, for the Cardinals this week. And I think the Browns defence is going to have a tough, tough task on their hand. And for me, mate, I think the crucial thing is can Baker play better than last week? Because he, uh, not last week, sorry, the week before, because he wasn't very good this season until last week. I think Baker needs to show a bit of consistency now. Yeah, last week he was much better, wasn't he? I mean, the, I mean, I suppose the issue for the Browns is he was much better, but they still lost the game to kind of like a team that's a fellow contender. So this, yeah, they've lost. And he had a, he had a draft. Uh, sorry, not draft. He had a drive, didn't he, at the end of the game as well. Couldn't score, similar to the Chiefs game. So yeah, exactly. that's twice twice now for, for Baker, I think. And they've won games against the Texans, Bears and Vikings, which you would have expected out of this roster. So now it's kind of, you keep faith in what they can do to actually beat a good team. Like, I'm not, I'll, I mean, we've discussed it quite a, quite a bit. I'm not sure how good the Cardinals are. I don't think in five weeks' time, we'll be talking about them still being undefeated because you normally in the NFL get a, a team at least to 8-0, and 0, don't you? But I just don't see that being the Cardinals. But I'm just not sure whether the Browns can actually win a big game. I need to be. I need to see that Baker can win a big game, It's especially if it's close. I think the problem is if, if the Cardinals, like they have done a lot of this season, they didn't do it last week, obviously a low-scoring game, but if they come out firing and score early scores, it's like Baker's then like kind of forcing it and you go away from your game plan of Chubb and Hunt. So, I don't know, this is, I think this is the toughest game of the week because I know we're picking minus three on the spread there, but I kind of feel like you're picking the winner of the game, really. Yeah, I think I found, I don't know, I think I still found Ravens charges the hardest, but this is right up there. Uh, I just... I don't trust, uh, shout out to Josh, who's listened to this podcast, Browns fan from Full 10 Yards. He's got his own podcast and he uh, slagged off my Chiefs this week and I was like, because I slagged off his Browns last week, so we're going back and forth. But uh, I think the Browns defensively look great. 
And I think Cardinals-wise, they're going to kind of notice that this week. Do you know what I mean? I think the pass rush is going to be good. I think if you're a better, you bet on Kyler Murray over on his rushing yards because I think he's going to have to scramble out of the pocket away from Miles Garrett time and time again this week. Uh, and I think that's that's going to be important. I think JOK is going to have to kind of be the QB spy on uh, on Kyler Murray. But I think the secondary is so good that I know Hopkins will get his if he's healthy. But uh, And Rondan Moore, he'll get the screen pass and stuff. But I think the rest of the team might struggle for separation down the field. So I'm a bit worried about that. But can Baker score enough points? It's, it's just a tough one. But for me... Uh, I doubted them a couple of times this season. So I'm going to go Browns minus three. Uh, I still hate Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury, so I'm just going to have to keep going against him until they lose. So I'm going to go Browns, Browns minus three and uh, bet on my uh, mate Josh's team, I think, for this one. Uh, in my head, I'm going to... I want to go Browns, but I want to go Browns if it's kind of going to be a game like the Cardinals had last week, a low-scoring game. I think that would suit the Browns more when they could just with chum and hunt on the ground. Ah, oh, I don't know. Just looking at the stat line last week from the Browns receiving, I mean, and Joker was seven for one fifty. That's not going to happen every week, is it? <laughs> no, they got to get more targets to OBJ. Got three receptions last week. With the trade deadline looming, I honestly think he could go. Uh, and this will never ever happen, but please, please, Brett Veach, trade something. For, trade Frank Clark for Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. That'd just be a dream. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. The tight ends got big targets last week, didn't they? They rushed the ball so efficiently as well. And I know the Cardinals are really bad at rush defense, but it is hard for both your runners to get that level of efficiency again. And Njoku to get 100 yards. It's just that, that seems unlikely. But I think Landry's back, uh, they announced today. So. Oh, is Landry back? Yeah, okay. I, they, I'm took him off. The they took him off IR. Oh, okay. Same as I'm me. I'm going to go the Browns just because I love Chubb and Hunt. I just think that is just... It's the best backfield I can actually remember of the last five or six years. I'll just, I'm going to go there to grind it out. Nice. Same again. What's the overall uh, on this? Let's have a look. Live look. What do you reckon? It's going to be pretty high, isn't it? It's going to be pretty high. The over-under on this is, uh, not too, not as bad as you thought, 49 and a half. Yeah, really. If it goes under, I think Browns win this game, definitely. Yeah, I would agree. If it goes under, the Browns would definitely win. Um, cool. Next game then, AFC West matchup. Um, well, one of them, no actual technically named head coach at the moment. We've got Raiders at Broncos. Uh, Broncos minus three and a half at home, so over the three point. But before we pick the game, uh, I suppose we should just briefly touch on on what happened in the week. Obviously, John Gruden resigned, which is something we mentioned last week. But that is going to be music to the ears of the owner because I think they kind of wanted to fire him already due to the first set of emails that came out. But like we said, they are the most cash-strapped team in the NFL. And uh, we worked out it was something like 60-odd million, wasn't it, that they owed him for his remaining contract. But him resigning, basically, they probably paid him for the rest of the season, according to reports. And then after that, he's kind of had to walk away from the rest of it. But um, he kind of did very, very many emails. I think it was 650,000 emails from the Washington football team investigation have been looked at. John Gruden was in uh, a few of them with homophobic references. He made sex slurs, shared images of cheerleaders with the owner of the Washington football team, racial slurs that we already knew about. So I guess a uh, bit of a disgraceful time for the Raiders, but I'm glad that uh, 
I know they didn't make the decision, but I'm glad this has happened in terms of him leaving and they can kind of move on as a franchise now because I don't think it reflects on their fans and stuff. I think they're such a good organisation. I know I give them stick, but they're one of the best supported teams in the world, to be honest, the Raiders, especially in places like Mexico and in, in the West of America. So I'm glad to see them get rid of John Gruden because I don't think he should ever coach again, in my opinion. Well, I don't think he's ever going to do anything, is he? But I, I do... The one thing that I find the most interesting from the whole... 650,000 emails thing was the only person to go down is John Gruden because someone wanted him for some reason to go because there must be more in do you not think because the the NFL yeah. had said that they're not going to do a written report on it at all so we we'll, perhaps we'll never know unless something like this comes out again so yeah so he's finished Gruden. He's not going to get a job anywhere now, is he? So. No, it's not. And um, I think it's a special teams coordinator that's took over took over the job for now. They'll probably hire a proper coach in the off-season. Uh, but they go into this game, like I said, three and a half underdogs on the road. I, think, I don't know if Nasib's going to play. He's had to take some personal days because of obviously things that have happened around the team. Uh, what do you think in terms of motivation? Do you think this raises motivation because they want to come together as a team? Or do you think so much has gone on that this week's going to be badly prepared and that the team are going to struggle to kind of mentally yeah, focus? Well, I mean, surely anything, because they're getting asked, I mean, they're doing so much media time as well, aren't they, the players, and just they're going to be meetings here, there and everywhere. So it it's hard to know, that, like... I think in this sport is the only sport really where motivation can only take you so far when then the game plan has to take over. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a kind of a game of like in the English Premier League or something where motivation can take you a long way. But I just don't see it. I just see it being ill prepared, especially if they're going to maybe try and change things up or who's going to call the plays or... Yeah. So I'd have to take the Broncos in this game, with it being a pretty small spread. I mean, the Raiders have not looked good the last two weeks anyway, have they? No, no. So, especially, on off, especially on offense, which is obviously what yeah. Gruden, Gruden's known for. That was the problem. I don't think they've got a good play caller for this weekend, really, to be honest. I know in terms of the Broncos, obviously Teddy is another week back from his injury, so I think he'll be better because he did look a bit shaky at times against the Steelers. I know that's partly because of their pass rush, but... Uh, I don't think he looked his best self. Uh, but I think I'm going to go Raiders just because of the, the extra half point. Uh, I've got so many favourites, so I didn't want to back another favourite. So I'll take the extra half point. Uh, and I just think that even if they uh, lose by a field goal, which they could easily do, that I would still win this one. So I'm just going to lean Raiders three and a half. And uh, let's see if Derek Carr can have another good game because he struggled last week. And prior to that, he was very, very good this season. So let's hope that he can bounce back. But we'll see. I'm interested to see Waller against this defence because they're very good in the secondary, aren't they? But their linebackers uh, are also very, very good. So I just think whoever they kind of guard with Waller, uh, is going to be a very good player. So I'm interested to see, can he get away? Can he do what Travis Kelsey and George Kittle have done previously in the biggest games and, and get away and get yards? I hope he can, because I think he's he's one of the most exciting players to watch as he gets going. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's not been firing on all cylinders, has he, this year, Waller? But he was good in the first few games. But yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's at the level of a, a Kelsey. No, I would agree. Uh, he's older, a bit older than you think as well. I thought he was a lot younger than he is, but he is a bit older. But uh, yeah, it should be a fun game uh, for the Chiefs. 
Uh, I don't think it really matters who wins, so I'll be watching it and just probably betting on the Raiders plus three and a half. So we'll see. Uh, last game then of this slate, we've got the Cowboys at the Patriots. Cowboys are favoured by three points. This was four points um, when we recorded the other day, but uh, people have bet a lot on the Patriots. It's now come down to Cowboys minus three. So what are your thoughts on that? Does that line movement make sense or we kind of shocked didn't kind of go the other way? Yeah, that doesn't make sense for me coming in. I mean, the Patriots... They're not blessed on offense with a lot of talent, are they? No. At the moment, and the Cowboys are obviously scoring a lot of points. As to how good the defense is overall for the Cowboys, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure that this is the game to judge them on either, because the Patriots' offenses look pretty poor. At times. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 a, I'm an easy one on this. I'm just going to take the Cowboys minus three. I just, I see them going in there and imposing their will offensively. Yeah, I completely agree. I got Cowboys, uh, Cowboys minus three as well, just for all the reasons you said. I think the defense of the Cowboys is maybe not quite as good as it's looked at times. I think that could regress, but I don't know if it's going to regress in this game against this group of wide receivers. To be honest, uh, they're not calling their greatest plays either. They're calling a lot of tough protection calls for for Matt Jones. So I think uh, Dak and the Cowboys are going to go in and score a lot of points. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball as well. I think the, the Patriots D is pretty good against the run, but I think when it comes to uh, through the air, I think that's going to have a pretty pretty big day, and I think they're going to win by touchdown or more in this game. I think. Um, I'm got, I wasn't surprised that game wasn't on TV, um, but I did see a lot of um, UK-based Cowboys fans annoyed that this game wasn't on TV, and I I didn't agree with them, but I saw and kind of thought, oh yeah, Patriots have got a hell of a lot of fans in the in Europe. So I'm kind of surprised, but I was just about to say to you before you brought that up that it shows to how much has changed though with the yeah, Patriots that this game this game is an automatic on Sky, isn't it, boys? Shows how much it's changed for the Patriots the last couple of years that this game's not on and the Cardinals and the Browns is the game of choice. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. the m- much better choice than watching the Cowboys anyway. Didn't Cliff Kingsbury used to coach Baker Mayfield as well, by the way? And that, and that, I think he did. Cliff? Yeah. Cliff taught in college, wasn't it? Or I made that completely up? No, I don't think he did. Where, where was Cliff? I thought, yeah, I thought Baker Mayfield was the guy who showed... Um, oh, no, it's not Baker Mayfield. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong. Somebody, a quarterback in the NFL, showed Mahomes around uh, camp, campus at Texas Tech. And then Holmes ended up taking his job, but maybe it wasn't uh, Baker Mayfield. Maybe it was someone else. Oh, actually, I believe it might have been uh, Baker Mayfield, actually, because he transferred to Oklahoma. Yeah, he had to transfer because uh, Holmes took his job. Yeah, happens. he was a walk-on at Texas Tech. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, it will be um, Baker. Yeah. Interesting. Bit of a rivalry there, going back to the other game. But we'll see. Uh, two more games, then. Uh, I think, uh, am I right in saying we're not going to predict Monday Night Football, though, till our next episode? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we've got one more to predict, and then we'll just briefly touch on the Monday night. So Sunday night football, then. <laughs> Worst yes. game of the year, isn't it? So, well, it might be. I, I can't remember if any of them are bad. I think most of them have been good, haven't they, on Sunday night? But we have the Seahawks at Steelers. But more importantly, we have Geno Smith versus Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, the Steelers, sorry, the Seahawks were two-point favourites before the Russ injury happened. They're now five-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Steelers are five-and-a-half-points. So that's seven-and-a-half-point spread there. Swing. Uh, due to a QB injury, which I think is probably uh, probably fair to be honest, how good Russ is. What are your thoughts on this one, mate? Are you a Geno fan? Like, I think he got kind of hard done by in his career, didn't he? And now he's kind of turned into a 
an averagely paid backup, but um, could he do enough against a pretty good defense, or is it just kind of going to be a disaster for the Seahawks? Well, on the on the first point, I do, I do think he got hard done by because in his draft year, when he came out of West Virginia, there wasn't really any quarterbacks that year that were touted, and so you. It always happens, doesn't it, where kind of someone, if there's none there, someone gets pushed into that role, don't they? Because yeah. teams are desperate for a quarterback. And so the Jets picked Geno Smith where he probably should have never been picked. So I think he's he's had an okay career, really, for his skill level. I, right now, I think he's better than a lot of people think he is. I thought he was okay last week. He made one particularly really good throw. I can't remember who it was too. I think it was to Lockie actually. But yeah, I don't know, man. The Steelers on offense, how can you trust them? I know they put up I know you uh, you had Big Ben as a winner this Monday, didn't you? Because he was dealing yeah, the... the Broncos, but can he can he do it two weeks in a row? I'm not quite sure, but I just think can the Seahawks defence carry the team with a backup QB, and I think the answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's the answer too. Like I said, I did have Big Ben as a winner. Uh, I think this is going to be a typical game where they can lean off Big Ben a little bit, and they'll go shorter, they'll go tight end passes, they'll go ridiculous amount of rushes, just because they know Gino can't really push the ball downfield. Uh, and my main worry is you have a backup quarterback and you have Pete Carroll, so that just spells to me a lot of runs, a lot of first down runs, a lot of pitches on second down, a lot of third and longs. And I just think the Steelers could easily get a couple of turnovers from uh, fumbles slash interceptions off Gino. So I'm going Steelers minus five and a half. And I think the defence probably gets at least seven of those points, to be honest, that they score. Yeah, I, something interesting I want to bring up with you, actually, because I saw, I know how much you love PFF. I think I saw, I think Minka Fitzpatrick was like the second worst graded safety. Yeah, I did hear about that. They mentioned that on one of their podcasts and um, I haven't dug into the numbers at all. And sometimes, to be honest, the worst part of PFF is probably their actual grading, if that makes sense. I think their data on teams is amazing, but some of their grades are obviously a bit objective. But uh, apparently no safety has given up more yards uh, in passing only than Fitzpatrick. There's no starting safety. Uh, it's given, oh no, one, sorry, <laughs> Daniel Sorensen of the Chiefs. <laughs> but yeah, he was second. Uh, I think he's probably second to Sorensen in worst grades as well. So yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it, for him? Someone who was, what was he, like four interceptions last season and like defensive player of the year candidate? Yeah, he was, yeah. Obviously, he's incredible against the run, isn't he? But yeah, that, I mean, the, the stats tell its own story there. I didn't realise he was the second highest in yardage given up. So, yeah, they obviously put him in a lot of positions, I think, Jeremy, you know I mean? because their corners aren't great. So he does have to man on man some of the harder players that he put, that the team faces off offense each week. But uh, this is definitely a get right game, isn't it, for someone like him? Because he, you could see him being the person who racks up an interception in this game, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. So you're going Steelers minus five and a half as well? Yeah, I've got to go Steelers minus five and a half. Nice, cool. Well, we won't do our Monday Night Football pick. Uh, at the moment because of uh, Monday's pod but the line is Bills minus six uh, which I find very interesting uh, do you want to take a guess at the points total bearing in mind we said earlier Browns Cardinals 49 and a half what do you reckon Titans Bills would be I think it's going to be high I would was it crept into the 50s yeah 53 and... it was 52 and a half I've been bet all the way up to 53 and a half now so uh, 
I think it's the second highest points total of the week behind, uh, obviously, the Chiefs <laughs> with the power bad their defences. Uh, but yeah, I think 53 and a half is still an over bet for me because I think the Titans' defence is rubbish. Uh, and I think the Bills' defence is slightly overrated and Derek Henry could have a pretty good day as well. And Julio Jones is back, isn't he? But yeah, Fun game, that, Monday night. That is, that is a fun game. I'm not going to stay up because the NBA is back uh, next week, but I am going to watch it the next morning, we'll see. But we'll predict that game on Monday. Uh, so that means for this week, we only have three games that are different before Monday Night Football. Uh, we have, I've gone with the Bengals minus three and a half. You've gone with the Lions plus three and a half. I've gone with the Colts minus 10, which I'm already regretting. You've gone with the Texans plus 10, which you might also already be regretting. Uh, and then the late game, we've got Raiders plus three and a half for me. And you've gone for Broncos minus three and a half. So we've arguably bet on the worst. We've gone different on the worst three games of the, the week, I think, apart from maybe the London game. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm hanging my hat basically on the Lions <laughs> and the Texans. <laughs> it's a beautiful place to be, I think. I know, that yeah. I think that's you as an Eagles fan wanting them to win games so you can creep up that draft board. I know what you like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, that's it for our, our preview show. Um, NFL London, like we said earlier this week, so everybody go in, enjoy. Uh, I think, Patrick, you especially, got a lot of followers, haven't you, that are going to these games. So it's cool to see pictures of people backing out in, uh, in London, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Last week it was. It felt like every follower I had, except <laughs> you, was at the game. Do you know what I mean? So, I think the same. Yeah. The Dolphins, I think, are really hyped for this game. Uh, for them, I hope they win. But for myself, I love Trevor Lawrence, so I'd love for uh, the Jags to pull it out. Yeah, and it's another Sunday where we can all sit down for like what is it, twelve plus hours, just sit there watching the this NFL. game's on Sky, is it? Which shocked me a little. No, it's on BBC. Yeah, BBC only, yeah. Yeah, they've also got one each. Because they used to do them on, all on BBC and all on Sky, didn't they, together? But um, yeah, BBC have got this one. So if anyone trying to watch it can't find it, it's on uh, it's on BBC. So you won't be allowed to watch it on Game Pass, I don't think. It's only on uh, only on BBC this week. But uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Uh, we'll see who comes out on top between me and Patrick. Go follow us at go for 2 podcast to be the number two. Go follow Patrick at Mugs NFL. Enjoy the weekend, and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, guys. <laughs>